crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yuggera and Turrbal peoples. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's land. to you by Zed's Knee, the latest in kneecap technology. <laughs> Hi, I'm a knee, and I've got all the things that a knee has. I've got cartilage and other things, and the other things that are inside of a knee. There are muscles in here, there are other things that a knee has. I can't list all of them, but what I can tell you is being a knee fucking sucks. Knees get put to so many things. Everywhere you walk, everywhere you do things, every time you lift something, I'm activated and I'm used and I get tired and you never let me rest. And so next time you're looking at your knee, say sorry. Introducing the knee tax. The knee tax. Every time you get money, 5% of it goes to the knee tax. Knee union. Have you ever had a knee had? When you, have you ever had a knee had? No. Yeah, you're walking along and you're... Your, your knee, knee just gives out. Just a it, had. What? Yeah, yeah. When your <laughs> knee just has a had. You've had a knee had. <laughs> Have you ever had a knee had? You can claim money now. <laughs> Pranks and hads. Call the prank gang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to my mother. She she <laughs> <laughs> just randomly. She said, invented no. the I knee had. Really? The knee had. Oh, is that's she her, okay? That's her term. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she admitted it. She's uh, got no knees. That's my cat. <laughs> I thought that was like, I thought that was your intro into being like, oh yeah, my mum had a big fall the other day. No, no, no. No, no. Like, oh, when I was younger, she would always say knee had. You What's had a knee like? had. Well, like, so that's same as like an ankle had. Sure, you know? yeah. No, but you know those times where your ankle, you just, your ankle just decides to give out. Like, like you know, you're walking and then, whoop, I'm, I'm on the floor. I've Mate. never had an ankle head. Really? I've definitely had some knee heads. I've had thought. so many ankle heads. You guys ever had a really? neck head? Yeah. You guys should try heels. Neck. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a yes. bum head? <laughs> you ever had a head head? You ever had a head head? A hat head? <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Back on the train. Right, back, back on well, the where train. Where were we? We were, we were trying to figure out. We were in Presque Vu. Presque vous, dormez vous. Voulez vous, jamais vous, déjà vous. Qu'est-ce que vous? Qu'est-ce que va? Using tools, but not <laughs> overusing <laughs> them. <laughs> Wait, what did you what? say, Zed? That oh. sounded like a really oh. great tip. I think I had a really great tip to bring <laughs> us back to the tip of our podcast, which is the point. Is the point. <laughs> The point of today's podcast is to finish off our list of 33 ways to be more productive and all of those other things. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan Holiday. Thank you, Ryan Holiday, for this amazing list Please. because we're going to get started with today's first one Reach before out. we enter the void of knee hads. Yeah. And that is use tools, but don't overuse them. Mm. So is that <laughs> like when I'm, when I'm like putting the fence up? 
and I've got <laughs> my vice grip, but I've got also my power bit drill tool. And it's like, well, I could use me tools drill, or I could just like use me hand. I could just spin my hand around. <laughs> no, I think Sorry. what he's talking about is he's he mentions a lot of like on, like online tools, like things like Basecamp, Buffer, Google Docs, gotcha. Asana, Slack. Yeah. This idea of like having tools that help make your life easier. Yes. But there's a certain point where you can have so many tools that things just get complicated mm-hmm. and it actually makes your life harder because you're actually having to use a lot of your time and energy to manage the tools that manage your life. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we've had experience with lots of tools. So what are some of your favorite online tools for editing and or for work? Just in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think the biggest one, we operate out of Google Docs primarily. It's so good. I love being able to collaborate on documents. I think the versatility of Google Docs is pretty brilliant, especially with like the Google Suite and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never, I think we're, we tried using Notion and I think Notion is a really awesome software. I actually think it is better for a personal, (laughs) it's better for a personal um, like set up yeah. so for like me as an individual I do all of my writing in Notion but we tried to use Notion to like manage ourselves as like a com- as like a collective yeah. and like what we were trying to do there I think Notion didn't have some of the core functionalities we needed like it didn't allow us to time track what needed to be done when it became kind of a store of information mm. which was great but it kind of just its main use was what Google Drive already did yeah. And so I think Notion's really great for an individual because you can organize your whole life there and like it can all be centralized. It's like one easy place to do it all. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think when you've got more people operating, having things like Asana and stuff like that is helpful. Yeah. I think it's the scale of things, right? You can, because at the end of the day, you can do anything without any of these tools if you mm-hmm. really want to, but they're there to enhance your productivity or your workflow and especially with the storage of digital stuff these days. And that, that comes in where you are creating and where you are releasing stuff. So maybe finding one or two maximum tools that would really enhance where you're going would be quite beneficial. And also really, if you need to be across multiple tools, making sure that you've got a really clean way to integrate those tools. Like if you need information across um, two applications, Making sure that you're not like just spending a bunch of time and double entering, or even if you've got to have it across three or four applications, you know. Um, there are also tools that help you with that. There's a one called Zapier, I think, and it like integrates different apps, and they've mm. got a lot of the mainstream apps and some of the kind of more obscure apps and stuff. And there's ways to have things automatically uploaded and stuff, especially when we're talking about content creation and editing. I find it really important to make sure you've got tools that integrate with media storage if it doesn't like allow enough cloud storage within that application um, because you just spend all of your time like uploading files to Google Drive and then downloading them onto your computer to then upload them to another program like so even using later as a marketing tool as well you can automatically import things from Google Drive and Dropbox which is really really handy it's something that facebook doesn't do yet like so if you use the back end for facebook for editing 
um, your content for your social media, it doesn't automatically give you a um, give you access to places like Google Drive or Dropbox, which is quite frustrating because you've you've got to you what you end up with is you end up with three or four apps that you're using to manage your marketing, and they've all got their own media library, and you've got oh. to manually put everything everywhere. So yes, it's it it's hard to figure out what works best for you but it is worth putting your time into spending a week or so just getting it really down pat and getting your workflow down pat because it'll change everything long term in a big way i also think like off of that it's like starting with one thing trialing it out figuring what like what it serves Mm. like what is its main function testing it and then reviewing that and then seeing if it's actually helpful um, I'm also, I'm also a big fan of like manual things. Like I've tried so many to-do list things. I just, I really enjoy writing my to-do list down. Mm. I like the tangible thing of writing it down. So I think also knowing that there are some analog tools that can be used. Yeah, sure. Mm. And I think at a, like a small scale, you don't really need these programs like, um, Notion or Asana or Monday or Slack when you've just got like working with a few people is like if you're seeing each other face to face and you have some sort of messaging way or communication channel that's separate to a social communication channel mm. and, and you're seeing each other you can just yeah yeah like a lot we, we, we shouldn't be relying on computers as much as we are because the capacity of the computer up in our noggins mm. is actually quite powerful yeah that's mm. definitely something to keep in mind like if you're lucky enough to be able to work with people face to face on a regular basis mm. make sure especially with file transfers just do them while you're there just yeah. do them while you're there because waiting <laughs> for things to upload or having enough storage yeah. all of that is just it's an extra nightmare instead of just getting it done because you can you can set up the file transfer and then get on with your day of work and yep. just have it sit there in the background mm. but it's always going to be faster than doing it online yeah 100 percent Moving on from that, we have, <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like we could get in a hole around <laughs> different things to use. So we're yeah. going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep this moving nice and quick to beware of both work addiction and work aversion. They're sort of two sides of the same coin. Um, Run Holiday says, ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I avoiding anything in my life? Am I adrenalizing? Is this really that important? Mm. And then it comes down to this idea that we talk about a lot of like, what's the one thing? Uh, what is the thing that is going to make my life easier if I do it now? And is the work that I'm doing actually work that is moving me closer to my goal? Or am I doing something that is actually just making me seem busy? Mm. Yeah, I don't really have much to add to that. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. Great little summary on that <laughs> so one. That was a lightning round. Yeah, so we're sort of balancing it out now. Now this next one is my personal favorite. <laughs> And I've been looking forward to this one um, because I think it's actually brilliant. Get a goat. (laughs) Um, What? A goat. A goat. A goat. A greatest of all time? Yeah. Get yourself the greatest of all time. No, get yourself an animal that is is a goat. Now, I think Ryan's saying this because he lives in sort of like a a large property in Mm. Austin, Texas. So he's got space and I think he has a bunch of different animals. Um, Obviously, where we live, Zane, if we got a goat, it would not be ethical. It would not be practical. (laughs) It would not be be responsible. Quite problematic. It would be. I I think our landlords would not be too happy. I don't think the RSPCA would approve, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, But I like this idea of what 
lessons you can learn from having an animal. Um, especially an animal that's not like as sort of domesticated as a dog or a cat, but like an animal that requires like certain things. There's patience that has to go into that. There's like a level of care of like feeding it, providing it water, you know, like giving it space to roam. I think there's something also about watching animals mm. like that actually interact, you know, that like with the world around them and the rely on the land. I think there's a lot of skills and a lot of appreciation for the relationship between animals um, and, and the land that I think we miss out a lot, especially living in cities. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Even just like being around concrete all the time, if you can't get an animal, maybe just try to find somewhere where there are animals or where there's a bit more greenery mm. to explore. Go hang out at your local pet barn, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think supporting factory farms is awesome. Uh, support support your local farmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do some volunteering for them. Yeah, need oh, picking yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think I think there's just something about also space. Mm. Like having space, like spending time in space and watching how like the land responds to the elements, how it responds to the animals on it. Mm. I think even if if you do live in a city, it might not be a go. But also like, I notice that there's certain birds that come around here all the time. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like that eastern cattle ingrit we had once that was random yeah that was yeah. so random was that a bird yeah right is it was it is that right eastern cattle ingrit i'm gonna be honest saying i have no <laughs> I, I don't even know what bird you're talking about remember the one that had the yellow feathers on it and it came and visited for like a week and then it was gone and it would just roam around the back and i kept taking you, videos of it and stuff do you I don't guys know. remember that story about that pigeon that they thought that the story it was like on ABC News and like SBS News and they thought it came all the way from America or something and someone made it look like the pigeon had come <laughs> overseas on a plane like stowed away and there was this big thing and then the next day it came out that like someone had just faked it. Oh, I feel like I do remember that loosely. Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a great sort of heist in a way I think there's something quite fun of like using a bird to manipulate the masses (laughs) yeah 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 it's also like what we've been talking about lately is like language and like what if you just make up a word and it gets adopted enough or like what if you just said something continuously like well continually is the word and and how long does it take until people start to believe you Mm. Well, also, it's because we, we're taught not to question a lot of things. Yeah. It's like you just, you know, if someone tells you a fact, you know, it's like, all right, sure. Sure. You yeah. know? Where are your sources? Yeah. Uh, in the fridge. Thank I you. I do think the journalists are meant to question the sources. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's very There's true. a problem when the journalism is has a political agenda. Yeah. Mm. Very true. Yeah, or it's or I think there's also a problem where it's like it's built on how many people are going to click it. Mm. Yeah, you know, like when that's clickbait. the incentive, like yeah. it's it's all about clickbait, it's all about engagement, mm. but it's actually not as much about actual the the investigation, the curiosity, the the dare I say journalistic integrity. <laughs> and now we take a moment to shed a tear for Zane's white shirt. That now has come out in the wash. red paint on it. No, it's blood. It's blood. Oh, it's blood. <laughs> yeah. Zane's bleeding. This is how much we give to this podcast. Zane <laughs> is here with a gashing wound, away. bleeding yeah. away. And yet we're here moving on to the next point, which is don't set up a voicemail. Or if you do, tell people to email you. I'll jump on this. I have to have a voicemail for work. Mm. But 
what I want to change it to, I haven't yet, but what I've been telling people to do is instead of leaving a voicemail, text me. That's what I have. Yeah, I never, I never listen to my voicemail. And and honestly, if you don't text me, you don't follow up with a text, I'm not calling you back. <laughs> like, I, like I, it's just too much effort for me. Like, you've got to make it easy for me mm. to be able to respond to you. Mm. Um, and that's why I think, like, text is a much better way to, like, if it's something's urgent, text me. And if it's not urgent, email me. Mm. Just I'll respond to you an email. Let me mm. respond in my own time. Yeah. Can I jump in on this? And they're like this new expectation in the last 10, 15 years that I've experienced on around like devices and having device on you at all times and always being available to take calls is like that. I want to like debunk that, mm. you know, like if you're getting a phone call, like you don't have to answer, you know, like, yeah. yeah. And a lot of the time, like I, I'm, I'm actually kind of really bad with my communication with devices at, yeah, at the best of times. Um, but I will try to call back. If, if I miss a call, I'll call back. And then I assume if it's one call, it wasn't important. Mm. If it's two, I'll try to get the second one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want to mention that I used to have a voicemail when I was in <laughs> high school. And it was just, it was silly. It was stupid. It was the most ridiculous. I wish I had a voice, I had a um, recording of it still. But Could I you basically, reenact it for us? Oh, what was it? I think I put a voice on and I just pretended to be some random or something. Do you guys, do you guys like, do you enjoy the joke of that voicemail where it's like, oh, hi. I was, <laughs> and then the pause. <laughs> okay. I was literally just about to bring this up because for a long time I had that when I was in high school, when I was in high school, like in grade eight and nine, I had that. Now recently for the work that I do, yeah. I'm managing a bunch of different things. Cause I'm like, like I'm managing a lot of different shows and stuff that's happening for a festival. And someone had that as their voicemail producing a show. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I think it's like fun in a high school setting, but I think the second that you're like wanting people to take you seriously, yeah. Yeah. it's like you can't have it. Because it's actually, it is the most it. infuriating thing yeah. because it actually, it actually feels disrespectful. Yes. Like, especially if it's a yeah. work thing or it's a business thing, yeah. I immediately went, I'm not helping you. <laughs> like, like, which I, I, I did eventually you know it helps sort everything out but it's like i just think from a professional sense like it's a funny joke when you're a kid Mm. but like as an adult i think like just set your voicemail as a thing that's like hey you couldn't reach me um send me a text message or just get rid of it yeah or just have it go to whatever blank thing yeah to all the listeners at home check right now on your mobile device do you have a voicemail let's hope it's not the same one from 2014 it's like, wait, it's also the same thing. Thank you, Zane, for that public service announcement. But it's also the same thing as emails. Like, some people still use their email from, like, 2006. Oh, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's like, I don't understand how I'm meant to... Yeah, yeah, it's like, how do I take you seriously when your name is Fluffy Bunny 49 You know? And it's like, what? Like, yeah. you know, like, I, I just think... just use that email for spam now. I think there was there was a, there was a point where you just you started going to work and it was like okay I need an email with my name in it yeah yeah you yeah. know I, I never like... had a funny email I never did it what mm. yeah I never did it <laughs> I had my nickname which was Pudsy Pudsy one at hotmail.com. Pudsy Pudsy nice. I had hey that's me <laughs> one oh one I had hey that's me and I had hey that's me one oh one and I had I don't understand. <laughs> You. You're an email queen. I don't understand you. 1021. 
That's brilliant. We're digging up some gems today. That's great. Yeah, but that's that's it. That's it. That's those are my crimes against email humanity. Yeah. Is that it? Are you sure you don't have did one you, more? Did you share? Do I have one Was more? Was there one more? Do I have one more? Oh, I'm just asking. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like very. It's like I've tracked it. I yeah, I thought it was about to be. I thought it was in sixty minutes. I was about to be. <laughs> Tracy, Zane, Zane and I like, have done a background Are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, Alright, what's the next point? There, Avoid then? conference calls. Get to know each other over coffee meetings, industry events, and unless it's really important, um, don't do conference calls. I think it's like things have changed a lot recently where it's yeah. like a lot of meetings have to be over Zoom and stuff because like in person it's not practical. Yes. Um, however, I feel like conference calls could be so much shorter. Or could yeah. literally be sorted out with an email. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I do think so much time is wasted. Also because I think there's less realization on, on like a like a Zoom call or something that you're actually in a meeting. Mm. You know, because you're still for kind sure. of on your computer. Yeah, for sure. And I, to be honest, I get distracted. <laughs> it's so easy to get distracted on there. Oh, this reminds me of a particular Zoom meeting that the three of us had one time with, we said we'd never bring this up again <laughs> stop okay okay fine tell them no no <laughs> no just no no I won't bring it up no no that was, a good, that was a good bit I'll edit this out that was a funny bit yeah 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 the council one remember the council zoom remember we were all laughing oh <laughs> oh I thought we were talking about a different one Wait, but yes what? now I do know we were at a oh. Oh. Yeah. one that I wasn't present. We, we have fun on our Zoom call. <laughs> oh, that one. Wait, wait, no. wait, wait. Are you talking about the one? Or the, I, I've lost. It is too. Okay, I'm but lost. let me. I'm gonna tell a story. Okay. Uh, it's, it's gonna. Wait, be was this the one when I, when it was just you and me and the other people we were working with? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. I think we did a debrief. No. Yes. No. Yeah, yeah, we did debrief on this. But I'll tell one story that could possibly be the one we're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. is we were at and we were <laughs> going to have to cut so much of this up. that's fine we, we were at a seminar be a bonus chunk. yeah we okay here's sorry, the story sorry. tell the story Zed. we were at a workshop um <laughs> that was sort of like a serious thing <laughs> and what was happening is oh, we, no. Were, oh, no. uh, we, <laughs> we were we yeah. were oh I'm worried that I'm there's actually a couple now that I've started speaking with similar <laughs> but yeah. w- some of us were in person some of us were online <laughs> and we had a chat going privately at the same time and wait weren't we all just in the same room no you were no. at home oh, yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a different one that also oh, we're not going right. to bring up now we're just not very well behaved I, don't I know think. I think it's also it's so easy to get distracted especially when things are like taking longer than they should be um and what happens is we had a personal chat going but we forgot that our faces could be seen <laughs> yeah. so like I think Tarek and I were in person <laughs> Where the conversation is happening, but then also because we can see Zane's face on the screen, because it was sort of like a like a hybrid event. 
um, we're watching Zayn respond to our messages. And, and so then it's like becomes a bit of a game where you're like, oh, can I make Zayn laugh? But then Zayn will laugh, which will then trigger us to laugh. But then Zayn will watch us respond to him laughing. And then it was like, you can't stop. You know, it's that thing about laughter. It's like, yeah. it's like once you kind of spur it, yeah. it's, it's viral. It wasn't good. Yeah. Especially yeah. like, I feel like us three in particular, when we're creating content, we can get... Sometimes, like, we like ourselves laugh quite a lot. Yeah. And then it's really hard because we want to get the, the bit recorded, like, without laughter, right? But yes. Yeah. Like, I had to leave last week. Remember that? I was like, I'm leaving the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not feeding <laughs> into this. Like... Immediately. Zane's got... I, see, I got, like, the challenge <laughs> of, like, don't laugh, don't laugh. It's so funny. Speaking of laughter, let's move on to the next one. Can I just also dwell on that and the the banging noise and the bad internet connection that we experience with a, like a really lovely oh, um, oh. professional trainer that, no that is own. that is actually <laughs> so true that is so true is that like the other thing is that when internet is bad it ruins everything yeah. conference calls get ruined like oh, we, yeah, yeah, the one yeah. we were yeah. we were on one where the internet kept cutting out so you're kind of missing what's happening and then yeah. there was a banging it was occurring in the background because it was cutting out it was like it'd like come yeah. up really loudly and then it would go quiet then it'd be like bang bang yeah yeah bang. and then you wouldn't hear anything for like five seconds like you okay there yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe if you are on a conference call just maybe let your fellow house mates know that you're going into a very professional call or find another space or area that's a bit quieter yeah with a strong internet connection yeah yeah and that was how we pulled back in yeah, and that's how we moved on to the next point. Yes. Which, which was is. exercise will make you productive. It will clear your mind, process any negative energy, and give you a win every day. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I, to me, my biggest, like, my biggest thing about, I just think, mental health in, like, li- for, for me personally, I can only speak from my perspective, but the biggest thing that has made me a better person has taught me the most and allowed me to like actually deal with emotions, process things and just be a healthy human being is exercise. Yeah. Like Mm. it, there is something about like, like sweating, doing hard things every day that like, you don't always want to do it Mm. is such like words can't even explain how good it is for you in Mm -hmm. the long term. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with the outlook of exercise but I never, I've like never made it into a um, successful routine. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's just I've not found the right thing for me or I just can't, like I quite literally cannot be bothered. But mm. yeah, I, I understand it and I feel it when I do go out of my way to exercise or I do have a couple weeks in a row where I'm getting to get out there and climb and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm just, I'm not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay though. Yeah. I think like, it's still important like that you will find time when, mm. when, when you do need it as well. Mm. Yeah. I've started a 30 day yoga course Bang. that's free online and I'm on day two today. Yeah. And I feel great. Mm. Yeah. But I, I, I always strive to like, especially for work, if you can make, your transit to work, either walking or riding a bicycle or riding a skateboard or something that involves your body, I think you'll have, without doubt, 
10 times better of a day mm. than if you were to drive. Because mm. yeah. also when you're driving, there's so many things going on that you're responding to that if you're not careful, you will start to take on and react and get caught in those feelings. Because think about driving, it's like literally humans will like clash in everyday society. Mm. You put them in a box with an engine, it's going to just heighten the whole idea of humans conflict mm. yeah so i think something about also even when you're like for example on a bikeway or on a path and you're jogging past people or you're riding past people there's always a you know a, a cursory nod cursory courtesy courtesy if you're in the metaverse <laughs> there may be a curtis uh, a cursor sorry <laughs> 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 if you're in the metaverse, uh, someone might Curtis. be called Curtis. 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 It's me, Curtis. <laughs> There's something nice. There's like some idea of community about when, when you're seeing other people doing, you know, active work. Yeah. And you, and you, you. There's, yeah. There's something nice yeah. about that. More yeah. of a human connection. Yeah. Very rarely Agreed. have I pulled up next to someone and smiled and they've smiled back. They usually just like turn away instantly. It's really yeah. weird. <laughs> But, I make yeah. a point of smiling at people. Yeah. And like when you get into your own head in your car mm. and you're like just vibing out to whatever music you're listening yeah. to and sometimes you'll stop at the stoplight and you're like, okay, I need to contain myself because other people are going to move their heads and they're going to see. Now nah. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Wipe it out. This will make someone's day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking back and being like, wow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. going for it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> It reminds me of the time you pulled up in the driveway and you had some, some song going really loud <laughs> yeah. and you were so into it and then I was in front of the car, I was like just <laughs> waving really politely and you're like, oh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Next. Yeah. Nice. Uh, don't follow the news, particularly online. It's mostly bullshit. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Do not follow it. I, I find it really easy to not follow the news Same. but I also haven't got any news applications or links I've disabled notifications from Google because they like somehow make a way into yeah. my phone That's with bizarre. news things so I had to jump in and disable all these notifications so I think yeah yeah I think uh, I struggle with it a bit because I like to be like up to date on things mm -hmm. and yep. I think I'm always interested in it but I've been working really hard to just I've removed I've blocked the a lot of the news websites I go to, mm. um, and stopped all notifications. Made it more difficult. I've put like methods in place to make it harder for me to have to access the internet, yep. um, and therefore access news. Um, I think once you realise that the news is made to make you feel emotions and that it's always manipulating you, mm -hmm. I think that is it's just not worthwhile mm. especially like the absolute ridiculous news that is out there yes like these are things about like where to get the cheapest meat it's like how is this news how is this news <laughs> just go to your i don't butcher. know like, if you genuinely knew where the cheapest meat was i would like to know but like it's At just the like, source <laughs> find a farmer <laughs> get a goat get a goat. get a goat get a goat eat your goat can i also jump in maybe some tips is to like find a few sources that you trust like independent journalists yeah. that aren't attached to big media corporations of your locale mm. and to maybe set aside some time in your week where you will go there um, and update yourself or find the articles that relate to you on mm. a personal level um, yeah finding these outlets or these these different forms that are actually 
tr- like striving for a non-biased, non-evocative yeah. point of view in terms of journalism. Yeah. I actually think this is a really interesting point to be talking a little bit about where Web3 technology is taking us as well. I think what's happening in this shift uh, towards sort of Web3 blockchain technology and with a lot of this decentralized media is that power is being given back to the creators it's also in web 2 you know like we're seeing seeing things like Substack, these patreon services and stuff like that but it's only going to get more as people can actually build their own blockchains and people can be decentralized innovators people providing content where people pay for a fee etc or they like subscribe or whatever it is i think that is the future of how we absorb content and it's way more valuable mm. especially because then you as an individual can choose um yeah what you want to read the kind of information you want to be absorbing because the information you absorb fundamentally changes actually how you operate on a day-to-day basis Mm. if you wake up and all you're seeing is all this negative stuff all this fear-mongering right that is how you start your day Mm. it's why i think replace the news by reading something good every morning Mm -hmm. i really like this idea of reading a couple of pages of like a good like self-development or like mindset book or something of interest to you Mm. so that you're starting your day with new ideas that you carry with you throughout the day um so also a part of developing your practice right is you need to be researching and trying out different things or seeing new perspectives yeah reading is probably one of those the best things to do for that 100 percent. also if you look back in history all if not most of the sort of greatest innovators, impactors in the world, read regularly. Yes. Because it's where information's coming from. Mm. Um, and I think it's also this idea with a book, someone has invested hundreds if not thousands of hours to articulate something compared to like a social media post or a, or a quick news article. Yeah. Someone has put time and effort and energy and put their reputation on the line to produce this information. May mm. I also tangentialize off of that point back to phone calls and emails is maybe that's another good analogy for if you're writing an email it it is a chance to be more articulate and deliberate whereas a phone call can be avoided because you will be caught in the heat of the moment and you won't be as articulate yeah Mm. yeah Yeah, i think that's a very fair point and also i think that you will find out about the world's events through your friends naturally and i think that is a much more personal way to be absorbing information as well and gaining insight into how others feel about this and sharing like that sort of human sensation of, wow, this thing's happening, like this makes me feel this way. Yeah, me too. You know, a bit of a sense of connection there. Yeah. I think it's really about making it work for you. Mm. So don't don't be don't let the news corporations and news media use you as a consumer. Use the news corporations as a tool mm-hmm. to inform you as you want it yeah nice yeah I think that's a good way to look at it take ownership and have agency in the information you consume mm. next up avoid stimulants he says I include passion as one of these mm. this one's re- this one's really interesting <laughs> this is contentious this maybe is, yeah um I mean I love coffee uh, I do yes. you love a drop <laughs> love a I, drop I had that coffee at the start of this podcast and I am going at like 120% right now <laughs> I'm so focused oh it's brilliant I'm on two coffees and I had a bit of pre-workout with my workout today <laughs> Way I, powder. I'm, I'm pumping like, I'm, I'm feeling great but he's like I know I know <laughs> that 
you know, I, I consume it a ridiculous amount of caffeine, mm. but I think it's one of those things that I actually just love it. Like I actually, <laughs> like I actually sure. just really enjoy it. Mm. And it's something that I think it, it excites me. I love working on that caffeine buzz. Like I just really love writing and thinking. And it's like one of those things that kind of activates this, the energy that I already have in me. And I, I, I just really enjoy it. It's not something I want to give up. So would you say you use it as a tool though? You're not just actually yes. just consuming it for the sake of it. No. You are setting intentions on yeah. how you in, in, interrelate with this stimulant. Mm. And you are getting some sort of benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's definitely the case. Mm. Um, now, off of that, this comment about passion is one of the most dangerous drugs. He has another article in it. I can't remember if I've shared it with both you of you. I think I've sort of shared it around. But... Basically, what he talks about is that passion is a really dangerous substance. Mm. The reason being is it gets you excited about things in the short term mm. and pulls you away from long-term execution yes. because you're constantly chasing the new bright thing. Yeah. I suffer with this immensely. Yeah. So I get very excited. I'm very passionate. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what it does is it just keeps me like bouncing and balancing things. And I mm. can't actually execute on things because I'm constantly chasing the new thing. Yeah. And so I think one thing that I'm working on is being much more deliberate with how I use my passion. Mm -hmm. Having time for that, like giving myself time, all right, whatever I'm interested in, I'm going to pursue this. But if I'm actually interested in it, I need to invest in it. So like one thing that I'm doing now is like I'm starting to learn a little bit more about like AI and generative art. And I'm going, I'm, I can't keep just researching randomly this stuff. I need to actually put some money where my mouth is. I need to buy a course. Mm -hmm. I need to sit down, I need to do the course. And if I want to keep learning about it, then I can, I've, but I've, I've put my skin in the game. I'm not just chasing a whim. Mm. I've actually putting skin in the game to execute on this and research it deliberately to gain those skills and then apply them, not just to be willy-nilly with everything. Because mm. otherwise I think you can just get lost in passion. Yeah. And as artists, when you're in the ideation stage, it's really easy to come up with ideas because naturally, you know, you want to do lots of things, mm. but turning that into the process I think is where a lot of people might you know struggle with me personally I have a lot of ideas for great things and even not just limited to my creative processes but my life processes as well actually going from that sounds great that would benefit me to doing it mm. is like quite a leap yeah 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 100% mm. <laughs> next one <laughs> um, be wary of giving your time away just because someone asked Saying no. Yeah. Mm. Saying no is a big one for time management. That's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Also, when I think people are asking stuff of you. Yeah. When it's like you're actually being required to like give a lot to a situation or like, you know, someone's asking for information. They're asking like, you know, for feedback on something and that kind of thing. And I think there is like a certain level where it's like, yeah, like, or it's friends or something like that. But it's also... One thing that I think a lot about is if someone's asking something of my time quite deliberately, you know, like they're like, hey, can you help me with this? Can you read over this? You know, I assess, is this someone that I feel like would return the favor, mm. you know, in, you know, where, where this is a mutual thing. It's not just their taking slash. Is this someone that I've seen already put the work in to figure it out themselves first? My biggest, I think for me personally, one of my biggest pet peeves is people that ask for help, but don't try and help themselves first. And I think that is where, for me, it's like a straight no. Mm. 
Mm. It's like if you can't show evidence that you have attempted to solve your problem yourself first, then I don't think anyone should be helping you. Mm. Or there's no value in me helping you. Yeah. Because you're going to keep reaching out for more. More. Yeah. And I can actually give you a lesson by saying no to you. Yeah. You need to be working on this yourself. And then when you've shown me that you're worth my time, I will give it to you. Yeah. Mm. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Mm. It's also just time management, right? Yeah. You know, if someone's coming to you with a problem or asking you for help or um, insight on a project, whatever it is, if they haven't started that process themselves, it's the long way round to get someone's opinion on it. Yeah. You know, like it's not, it's not being decisive. It's not, it's not, um, good time management, yep. you know, mm. and it, you just, you're going to get more confused because you're adding a different perspective to, uh, something that you haven't even fully realized yet properly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I agree. Next up, don't play cell phone games. I don't think we even need to talk much about this, but it's like, do you do I've you never play? played cell phone no, games. Same. Well, I play gr- the <laughs> I play the brain ones. Yeah. And yeah. there's like the my favorite ones are like the speed reading ones. I love it. I'm like, yeah, I remember so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's good cuz you're also like doing a bit of brain training, I guess. Like Yeah. But I think it's applicable to social media though, too. Yeah. It's not just this idea of games because I think there's actually a lot of value in playing games. That's maybe a topic for another day, mm. but in moderation, I think it's really beneficial to relaxing and restoring and creative thinking. I would say, I would say deliberate and conscious Mm -hmm. doing things deliberately and consciously. I don't think games on your phone though. Mm. I think, you know, like I do enjoy, like we're playing a really great game on the Xbox, which is like a co-op game. It's like a collaborative thing. And we play it maybe once a week or like once every couple of weeks when we have a time to sit down, but we deliberately go, we're going to play this game now. Yeah. And we're actually, you know, like engaging a story and there's an art to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas like this idea of just things that stop you being bored or alone with yourself, Mm, anything that's doing that, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. You might as well read a book. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Next one, pick a set of clothes you like and are comfortable in and buy a lot of them. Everyone from the president to Steve Jobs realizes that this is a way to cut down on unnecessary decisions. It makes you more focused on what is important. I totally disagree. Yep. <laughs> Thank I, you. I'm like, I'm not having it. Though, can I agree with it to the point of like the comfort in finding a style that works yeah. for you, but also to explore different things at the same time? I think you're spending too much time on your outfits. The first thing to do is to make a decision on what cuts work for you and then get three staple outfits that go together, whether it's like a dress or a pair of pants that have a bunch of different shirts with it. But that does not mean that you have to pick one style of clothes Mm. because it's limiting your creativity on a daily basis. There's creative thinking that can go into an outfit. It's how you're presenting yourself to the world. It can change your um, confidence on mm-hmm. a daily basis. And it's a sense of identity. Being Having the, the fluidity of being, a, being comfortable with changing your identity and trying different aesthetics on a daily basis, the daily practice of that, can influence the rest of your life. Like, I don't think that's something that you should go out of your way to cut out of your life completely. If you're not a like clothes person or a fashion person you're not into it it's just a chore to you 
then that's fine. But like in in a small way, whether you just like, okay, I like these four things from Target and that's what I want to buy, buy all the time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was like an IRL <laughs> glitch. What was that? We're glitching out. <laughs> Oh, no, but if those are the things pay. that you want to buy, then, but just find small ways to like push yourself, you know, because mm, yeah. it's worth it. It pays off mm. and it's like, it can unlock so much creative potential. It's like just sitting there. Mm. Well, I think, I think I totally agree with you. I think where his point probably comes in is about get rid of unnecessary decisions. Mm. Yeah. That's what he's pushing is because like, yeah, you can lose a lot of time and energy figuring out what to wear and and you're using, like, we have a limited amount of focused decision-making attention mm. every day. Mm. And if you're wasting it on, like, on lots of little things, and then you're not able to actually do it when things matter, I think that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's good to have a, I like to express myself through my clothing, you know, and as I think both of you do as well. And I think, like, that's always good. But it's figuring out where, whether it's fashion or not, it's figuring out, where are my unnecessary decisions that I could automate to make it easier? Mm-hmm. Like a morning routine. Every morning, it's like I have the same routine and the same things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always do it. Like today, I didn't get everything because I ran a little bit of time. But like it's a consistent practice and process. Yeah. Like I wake up and... Oh, sorry. No, no. So I was going to say like I wake up in the morning. Like someone was asking me, they're like, how do you... You like work out all the time. Like how do you do that? It's like for me, it's become just a non-negotiable. So mm-hmm. I, I identify that I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is exercise. Just because that's like my routine. And now it's like, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's just the one thing that I do because mm-hmm. it's, it's my identity. It's like I get up and I, I do that. Yeah. And so I don't even have to decide, am I going to work out today? It's like, no, I do. Yeah, mm. totally. Attaching it to your personality. Yeah. something that Anthony Robbins talks about. Yeah. Think, right? It's like, what are the things that you want to be known for like, yeah. that you can use to like present yourself yeah. not to just others but for your own being as well yeah mm. how do you identify mm. yeah and off of identity the next one is treat yourself like a startup mm-hmm. i think this is something that we've wrestled with a little bit but it's like fundamentally around take yourself seriously take your work seriously take your time and how you operate as an individual seriously mm. Mm. set up structures treat yourself like a business I think it's really important. It's it's mm. hard to do. Mm. Yeah. You constantly get distracted. You're constantly bouncing around. You've got your your passion projects and your real job, your hobbies, like all of those things. But I think fundamentally what it is, is taking yourself seriously, mm. understanding that your pursuit of excellence, your pursuit of learning, your pursuit of becoming a better person is really, really important. Mm. Can I actually bring up one of the recent quotes you put in the Discord? Post? Yeah, yeah. Self-respect isn't about feeling better. Self-respect is about knowing your own value. Knowing that every human, no matter who they are, deserves basic rights and dignities. That every consciousness is sacred and must be treated as such. Yeah, I, I, think, it's so, I think it's so true. And it's, it starts with you. Mm. You have to have that relationship with yourself. You have to go, my time is worth something. Mm. I, I, as an individual, it's like why I just believe that the number one thing you should be working on, and this is something Khan also mentions yeah. in his philosophy, is that like if you want to serve the world you need to serve yourself first Mm. you have to develop to a point where you are you know like you are worthy of service where you have you are stable enough you know like you are fit for service 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so important. It's something we're not taught a lot about, but it's like your self-development is important. Mm. How many do we have left? Uh, we get, I reckon we rapid fire it out. Yeah, Let's rapid it fire hot out. Seat. So hot seat, keep a journal. If you, uh, like. If you yeah. like, but definitely keep a commonplace book. Mm. So it's about stockpiling information, taking notes, reflecting. Mm-hmm. I think journaling, I'd go for me personally, I'd say if there's three things to make your life better, to improve your mental health, to improve your relationship with yourself, to live a happier and healthier life, exercise, meditation, and journaling. I think those three things Mm -hmm. will actually fundamentally change your life. And journaling, the idea of getting stuff down on paper. Mm -hmm. Like if I ever get overwhelmed or I'm like, something's wrong. Like I'm just, (laughs) you know, like with my Mm -hmm. mind, I'm not in the right spot. I'll get my journal and I'll go sit. Usually what I'll do is I'll go exercise and then I'll journal. Mm. And then I'll probably meditate on what I've journaled. Yeah. I think also embedding that into your morning routine is yeah. quite important. Yeah. Mm. And just to add on that, I've also added an evening routine for the journaling. And it's in my morning, I like all of my thoughts in my head, I write down. But in the evening, it's a gratitude journal. Mm. I go, what happened today that I'm grateful for? And I need to have at least three things. Do you have two journals for each? No, it's the same journal. So I can just move through it and track it. Something I've struggled with is having too many books to write things in. Yeah. I'm going to cull some books soon. Also, back on the writing down how you feel, sometimes I like to start with how are you feeling? Like literally writing that down because that is activating that thought process. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. Next question. Um, Wait, it's not questions, it's statements. Next statement. Yes. Um, Robert Louis Stevenson has a quote to the effect of thinking your work is terribly important is the first sign of insanity. <laughs> Remember, you're not the president of the world. Relax, it's going to be all right. Oh, Great point, well made. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Take the pressure off. Especially yeah. like we're young, like we're so young figuring stuff out. I think it's so easy to be like, this is the end of the world. This is my like... You know, like my reason to be, you know, like this is everything that I am reflected in this work. No, it's just another project. It's just another thing. It's about learning. It's about getting better. Mm. It's fluid. Fluid. Long-term vision over short term. Mm. I'm, I'm building a life for myself. I'm building a career. I'm building experiences that make me better as a person and as, you know, whatever your profession is. Mm. You think hiring a professional is expensive? Try hiring an amateur. When you hire help, don't cut corners. You'll pay for it. I don't know if we even need to say much there, but I think no. it's so important. I think it also says to just quality of the people you're around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you want, it's quality, not quantity. Mm. I think as kids, it's like we think the more friends you have, the better, but it's not. It's like you want the quality people. Yeah. You want to be surrounded by quality people in your life. Yeah. And I think when you start to journal, you'll start to understand who you want to keep yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. Your life. And who you need to cut. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you do. Sometimes you have to go, actually, this isn't working. It's a reality. Next up, don't buy airplane Wi Fi. Take the time to get caught up to think to be unreachable. This is niche, man. Yeah, it that's, is, it that's is a very niche, niche one. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I would never consider buying it, but I think what it is is like when you have time between spaces, like stop and be with that in between this. Yeah, or away from the grid. Yeah. yeah. So they say. Yeah, take time off to disconnect. Leave your phone at home for yeah. a day. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> yeah. Next up, put an inspirational quote or two above your desk. Not something like hang in there with a cat photo, but something that reminds you of your purpose and the major tasks at hand. Mm. Yeah. 
I think it's good to have something to reference. It's good to like have something to look at. Like yep. even in my room recently, I've gone and found all these artists that I'm really inspired by and I just keep putting them up on my wall, mm-hmm. right? Because I want to see what I'm aspiring towards, you know? And I think it's that same thing with like having quotes and things like that have, of people who have come before you, their wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, just reminding yourself that you're a part of that. Mm-hmm. That you're a part of that history. Mm-hmm. Even feng shui is like what you have actually hanging up in your bedroom. Do you like consciously check do you still resonate with this artwork has it served its purpose can i take it down and put it somewhere else Mm. being somewhat conscious about the energy that you put yourself in your spaces yeah and this is the last one you have to know why you do what you do what you prize and what's important to you or you'll be endlessly comparing yourself against other people which will not only be a major distraction it will make you miserable it's so important like why mm-hmm. it's like uh, i love the uh, you know simon sinek like his ted talk start with why um and his book that's by the same name like it's such an incredible concept he's talking about businesses and brands but it goes for individuals as well what is your why because your why is how you do everything mm-hmm. you know like why are you doing what you're doing you've got it and i think you've got to sit with that and think about it and it can change but having a reason to be a reason to create a reason to do the work that you do mm-hmm. you know i think that is so important yeah at the end of the day you get to decide what you're passionate about yeah and that is the beautiful thing it's about. a gift and a privilege mm-hmm. totally totally yeah beautiful we made it we made it we so made it to the end that was a five minute hot seat where we got through five i think yeah. yeah nice good little hot good, seat good little hustle yeah, hot hot seat. Yeah, it's one of the hottest seats we've actually had here. Yeah, um, Eddie Maguire would be running for the hills. That's how hot it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not phoning friends here. We are we are taking them all as they come. And speaking of that, we'll have a brand new episode next week. Brand new, exciting one. It's a big one next week. It oh yeah, it's a big yeah. one next week. It's a big yeah. one. It's a directional. Real big one. Yeah, somewhat talking about our why as a company or Ooh. collective. Yeah. It's very true. Very true. Let's use the right terminology. Conscious, conscious language. <laughs> we've, we've, been, we've been working a lot with our manifesto, our roadmap for the future and how we want to really think about our why and yes. how we're going to work on executing that. So we're going to be chatting about that next week. Make sure you check out our Discord. Mm. Um, there's links under this episode. There's links with all our other episodes. Find us on social media and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Uh, 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 uh,